This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And Matt, it's a Wednesday. That means the Steelers were back on the practice field today. Yeah, getting ready. Uh, some good news, some bad news. Uh, haven't seen a Bills practice report yet, but uh, for the Steelers, uh, Steven Nelson back at practice today. Good, good. Uh, But no Joe Hayden, no Chris Boswell, and Chris Warmly was out with an illness. Oh, so. okay. Um, we knew Hayden wouldn't be there just because of the way yeah, the concussion that's, protocol that's, goes. That's not a surprise. Um, Boswell was there, and he was walking around and stuff, so mm-hmm. maybe there's a chance. And they did put Matthew Wright back on the practice squad. So, oh, that's encouraging. So maybe they're they're hopeful that that can happen. Although that could have been also – I mean, they can bring him back up on Saturday. Doesn't mean he's out. Doesn't mean right, anything, right. yeah. Doesn't really mean anything, huh? Yeah, I guess was one we have to monitor, and it's a harder one to monitor than most positions, as you mentioned yesterday. I mean, like – um, how often is he going to swing his leg in the next couple of days? Who's to say? Give him a few days off and see how yeah. it feels. Um, you know, warmly, I guess, is noteworthy. I mean, just you hate hearing illness in this day and age. And yeah, for sure. Else, you know. Uh, but we'll see where that goes. Um, some other guys given the, the day off as a veteran's day, rest day. Uh, they did activate uh, James Conner. Off the, uh, the COVID list. Uh, Marquise Pouncey will be eligible to come off on Friday. Good. Okay. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, maybe he comes back Thursday. The, the, the rules for this are it's so cloudy. so foggy, yeah. yeah. It's you just don't know. hard to predict these things. So just because he isn't yet doesn't mean he won't be Pouncey. Um They have a pretty decent defensive front. I mean, they don't have a lot of star power, the Bills I'm talking about. Um, but, boy, Pouncey, I think, has really been missed the last couple of weeks. I, I was mentioning to you, I was filling out my uh, DFS lineup today because uh, I usually get myself – make sure that I get into a good contest on okay. Wednesday. And I, I tweak it a little there. bit, yeah, you yeah. Know, depending on how I feel the rest of the week. Um, but I, when I was filling out my lineup today, I noticed that the Bills are 32nd against fantasy in, in fantasy against opposing quarterbacks. That's good quarterbacks. That's crazy. It's yeah, I mean that was a good defense last year. And they're really bad against the run too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I was I was shocked. Um just didn't that know does that. That does surprise me a little bit that they're that bad because I've I've always thought and I think I still believe that despite that number that they're worse versus the run than the pass. But that doesn't mean quarterbacks aren't putting up big numbers. I mean maybe they're getting a lot of fantasy points from running. Um I think those corners outside of Davis White can certainly be had. Um, they got Milano back, uh, linebacker, that last helps. week. It's certainly yeah. helpful. He's he's kind of a super not well-known guy that is a really good athlete, is a really good player, and plays every down on the second level with Edmonds. And their defensive front's fine, but it's not special. There's not a lot of difference makers there, but it's pretty deep. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just think that's, uh, that's one to keep an eye on that yeah. – uh, the weather could be a factor this weekend. There's, I think, a 35% chance of uh, rain during the game. It's going to be about 40 degrees. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, not cold enough to snow, but, yeah, but maybe nasty. wet enough to yeah. a, a typical game in Buffalo in well, December. That doesn't help the Steeler drop situation, I would imagine. Um, when I hear that pregame, I almost always think of favoring Roethlisberger. I mean, I, I think he's a mutter. I think he's handled elements extremely well over his career compared to his contemporaries. But, you know, Allen played at Wyoming, and he's as big and strong as anyone in the league. I, I'm sure he would handle it pretty well, too. I mean, but there's a difference of being able to drive the ball through the elements and being able to control the ball. Like, when you talk to quarterbacks, it's more about being able to control the ball, to put it right where they want it with the trajectory they want it, as opposed to just merely getting it there. And, and Ben's proven over the years that he does. One interesting stat I saw today is that uh, Buffalo um, is 6-0 and this year when Josh Allen has a 100-quarterback rating or higher. Now, okay. a lot of, court, a lot of well, teams yeah, probably that, are. Of course, that correlates, but still, that's a big number, 6-0. and Yeah, but when you look at the, the Steelers, uh, they're number one against opposing quarterbacks in terms of passer rating against. Mm-hmm. Um, in the league this year, they're allowing 73.8. Which is really low for rating, today's yeah. NFL. Um, I don't know if they've allowed a passer rating of a, over 100 all season. Like, I bet not. I mean, they've been really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it hasn't mattered who they've played. So, um, you know, that when you have as many interceptions as they do, that certainly helps that. It's yeah, hard, to, sure, hard sure. to be over 100 if, they, if you're throwing interceptions. But No question about um, it. But I think they'll come out probably – I mean, both teams throw. I mean, these offenses aren't that dissimilar anymore. <laughs> They're not. They're no. really not. We talked about know? it yesterday. Buffalo has five more rushing attempts than the Steelers this year. In their quarterback runs a yeah, ton. Allen has 87 rushing attempts, which is more than Benny Snell has. It's more than any, yeah, and more than any Steeler except for Connor. And it does look like Connor's going to return. And it wouldn't shock me if it's becoming a priority in the Steelers' building this week to – Let's get Connor 25 real touches and yeah. get back to what we're doing. Well, to your point, I mean, Buffalo allows 4.7 yards per carry. Yeah, they can, yeah. You can run on them. They can run on them, yeah. Uh, they're, which surprises me. It, it, frankly, it surprises me their defense as bad as it's been this year. Cause I mean, guys have been in and out. The, both middle linebacker, inside linebackers have been in point. and out of the lineup, but still. Still, it's a well-coached team. Year after year, they're you know a top 5, 10 type defense. So I, I don't mean to take them lightly, but it's a pretty big body of work where their defense has not been impressive this year. Yeah, and I'm you know I'm looking here at their numbers, and I don't know how they've like they've allowed 19 touchdown passes, which actually isn't too bad. Um, and they're, and they're only allowing 249 yards rushing per game. So I'm I'm thinking here that maybe they've they've played a lot of running quarterbacks. That's what I was sitting here thinking too. Well, they did play Kyler Murray. They played right, Russell Wilson. Games, right. Okay. Um, they played Mahomes. Uh, those guys always get there. Those guys run, yeah, yeah. Those guys are going to run. But I'm looking here at their the passing yards. Against Miami and Fitzpatrick, they gave up 311 passing yards. Okay. Um, against the Rams, 311 passing yards. Against the Raiders, 297 passing yards. Mm, pretty um, consistent. Yeah. Now, they held uh, Mahomes only had 221 against them, but Kansas City ran for 245 That's a big yards. game. They really yeah. ran like crazy. Yeah. Um, Two games against the Jets kind of skew the numbers a little bit because they gave up 202 passing yards to the Jets the first time and 191 the second time. Uh, but it was 349, or I'm sorry, 161 to the Patriots the first time around. Again, a team that doesn't throw the ball well. 362 to Wilson in the uh, in, in the Seahawks. Um, it was 236 to Kyler Murray, but they gave up 217 on the ground. I, bet, I think Kyler had a bunch of those yeah. too. Uh, they gave up 300, uh, 291 passing yards to the Chargers, 
Yeah, Herbert had a good game against us. And they too. gave up 316 to the 49ers last week with, with Nick Mullins. So mm. maybe, yeah, the, right, right. The, the, maybe the touchdowns aren't quite there, but I, they haven't exactly played a murderer's row quarterback. They played Wilson and, you know, and Wilson, Wilson, Wilson and Mahomes. But outside but of that. The rest of those guys are okay. Nothing, yeah. nothing special. And I was sitting there thinking, except for the Jets, who they know extremely well and are really bad. Yeah. It's 300 yards a game, basically. You know, Jets and Patriots, everybody else is, is under that. But yeah. the Jets and Patriots oh, the were... the Patriots, too. Yeah. Right. Well, which they also know really well, and they don't throw the ball at all. And I think Cam has five touchdown passes this year, which is... You know, hard. by the way, the Patriots ran for 188 in that game. Yeah. So it's kind of like you can choose what you want to do against these guys. Like that That's the second time around against the Jets. This kind of skews their, their defensive numbers a little bit. The mm-hmm. second time around against the Jets... They gave up 191 total yards, 91 passing, okay. 100 rushing. Yeah. I mean, I'm open to the idea that the defense is a little better now. It's a little healthier now. Um, the, the pair of safeties is a really good group. But you're right. I mean, it, it, any way you choose to attack this defense has been pretty successful all year long. I mean, I think you mentioned the Raiders. Did the Raiders run all over them? I'm pretty sure Jacobs had a big game in that one. Um, they only had uh, 86 rushing yards. In okay, that game, but okay. they threw again threw for 297. Carter for about 300 ish. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a little mind-boggling to me, and I keep thinking you're going to see a shutdown type defense one of these weeks, but it's not happening at all. We're 12 or 13 weeks into this right, thing right. now. They are who they yeah, are. That's who they are. That's yeah. who they are. Yeah, they're um, a bottom 10 type of defense right now. And part of that may be, I mean, when you start looking at this team. Um, are they throwing the ball? You know, could we be if we were doing Bills Nation radio right mm-hmm. now? Would we be having the same conversations about this Bills team that we're having about the Steelers? Well, like, oh, they're throwing they're throwing the ball too much. Maybe, but they're scoring a lot of points. I mean, they're and, winning games, yeah, right? They're a great. It. I guess it just depends how you look at this football from a macro level. You know, I mean, uh, they they don't run the ball very much, but they consistently move the football. They score points. They win football games. Uh, I'm not going to say Josh Allen's an MVP candidate, but he's the next tier after those guys so far this year. You know, I mean, he's playing extremely well. Um, They have really good weapons, especially when John Brown was healthy. Um, Their running game hasn't worked as well. So uh, the whole idea of balance to me is interesting, and I feel like we're kind of like at a crossroads in football world where I I sent you an article about the Steelers today about how how they can be getting predictable but that doesn't mean you just go back to running the ball with Jerome right. Bettis and a fullback. You right. know what I mean? Like, no, that, that's, those days are long gone. That's it. Yeah, that's history. I mean, you can't do the same things over and over and over. But that doesn't mean you have to be you know, equal or league average in run-pass ratio. Let me ask you this. Who is the best defense that they've faced? I'm sitting here looking at this and I'm going... You're talking about Buffalo? Yeah. Spit them out to me again if you don't mind. Okay, Jets. No. Dolphins. Well, they're second. That was they, in the, that was in the second week of the season. Right. Both, much, defense, both teams, I think you'll pick out on this list, were very early in the season. Okay, I was going to say Miami then was not nearly as good as Miami right. now. Because the Rams in week three. Rams are really good defense. But in week three, they, they still hadn't figured it out yet. Not to this degree, yeah. no. Uh, the Raiders. No. The Titans. They're horrible. The Chiefs. They're the Jets again. A couple of them, but. The Patriots. The Seahawks, the Cardinals, the Chargers, the 49ers. Those are the defenses yeah. they face. They haven't faced. The Niners aren't what they used to yeah. be, and they're they're pretty beat up right now. Now, too. here's what they face in their last four games. Mm-hmm. The Steelers, the Broncos in Denver. Yeah, that's a challenge. At New England, which okay. seems to and be they're starting, they're starting to figure some things out. Right. They absolutely are. And then Miami. 
which are playing way better now yeah. than then. Yeah, that might be very telling, and there'll be weather, and there'll be you know different challenges too. You know, maybe we'll have a much better feel for the Bills' the offense in general and Allen and the whole situation two, three weeks from now than we will stats to date. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm looking. They, they Kansas City held them to 206 total yards, and that's not a great defense. At no, all. right? No, the Kansas City ran for 245 yards in that game, so they essentially played keep away. But 206 yards is 206 yards. Yeah, that's pretty that's, bad. That's really that's bad in today's right. NFL. It is. Um, you know, they scored 18 points on the Jets in the, sec- the second mm. time around. And the Jets don't play keep away. Yeah, they so can't I, get off the field. I mean, this is a very this this team is very dependent on Allen being really good. It is. And yeah. he's kind of still as as most third year quarterbacks are a little up and down at times. Mm-hmm. And your your earlier stat, I mean, when he has a good game, hundred ish passing rating or better. They win, you yeah. know, and and like I thought the game against the Niners, uh, national TV game right after the Steelers played, if people stuck around and watched it, was the best that he's looked as a passer. He looked very, very comfortable. And the Niners D isn't what it used to be, you know, talking about defenses they face. They, they don't rush the passer half as well as they did last year without Buckner and Bosa. And they were on their third string nickel corner that they just beat to death with yeah. Cole Beasley. But Allen still, if you just isolated him, I thought he was really impressive. Standing back there, surveying the field, getting the ball out on time. You know, he, he's come a long way. Yeah, oh, there's no doubt. I mean, he's a good quarterback. and, and We um, used to be pretty hard on him, both of us. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, I liked him coming out, and then you watched him. He's like, he's not very accurate. He misses, he misses I, a ton. The thing I come back to, we saw this game played last year mm-hmm. here at Heinz Field, and it was a 17-10 game against Duck Hodges. Yeah, right, right. It's a different world. Um, and the I, Bills D was a lot better then. And, and the Bills D was a lot better. I'm just, I'm, you Bills know, quarterback's better now than that. He's better than and, he was, and, and, and they got digs. Yeah. There's no doubt about that that makes a difference. But the um, Bills weren't a slouch for the year ago either. They no, were, they were up and coming, yeah. strong organization. Right. Uh, I, I just, I don't know what to think of this in terms of, you know, they're nine and three, so they're real. They're for real. You know, no, they're, they're, for they're real. real. Yeah. They're, they're going to the playoffs. They right. could win a game or two in the playoffs. Who knows? But are they? You know, is this offense as good as it's looked at times this season, or has it been the opponents that they played? It's a great question, and I'm not avoiding it, but I almost feel like I have a better feel for who the Bills are than the Steelers right now. I, if if this was Bills Nation Radio, I'd be like, well, what if we did the same study on the on the Steelers? Like, they're not in the best place and dealing with injuries and are they as, as strong as we thought they were a couple weeks ago and then we saw this on the schedule um i mean i trust the steelers to get it right don't get me wrong but i i think the steelers are more at a crossroads right now than the bills yeah there's no doubt um and, and we'll see where that crossroads leads them on mm-hmm. sunday but pretty fun yeah i I'm, I'm, i've been back and forth on this game um in my mind all week long really um, I don't. I'm glad we don't have to make picks right now. I, I don't know right. who to take right I, now. I don't have a good feel for it yet. Um, just looking here up up some numbers on on Josh Allen. Um, I mean, know. for those that aren't aware of what Allen brings to the table, he he was the best comparison I thought for him coming out of Wyoming was Cam Newton, and good and bad. I mean, he is a yeah. big, physical, strong guy that'll run through tackles. I thought Cam was a more physical and a little bit better runner in his day. And both both those guys can throw the thing a mile. They can throw it 800 miles an hour, but you didn't really always know where it was going. And did not the great great mechanics. But the Bills have built around him really well and brought him along well. 
the thing that I'm seeing here, and you just, I just looked this up real quick, and I like to do this every week, uh, versus the Blitz, um, he completes 63, or, yeah, 63.5% of his passes, uh, 98.8 quarterback rating against a normal rush, uh, 74.03 pa- uh, okay. completion percentage, and a 110.6 passer rating. Okay. Well, the Steelers are going to blitz him. They're going to blitz him. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I, I, that's the first thing when, when we're you know we started talking about. Well, he just played the 49ers. The 49ers don't blitz. They're four man rush team. Right, and they don't have the four man to get there like yeah. they used to. Um, so, you mentioned those defenses. I'm kind of scrolling in my head too. It's not a great pass rushing group. I mean, Aaron Donald does a long time ago. Even Miami's a really good D, but they're a, they don't they're have a, a guy yeah. type of you know they're they're more situational. They don't have great pass. Kansas rushers. City can rush the passer a little bit. And, yeah, and, yeah, um, not as well as you'd not think. as well like as they Clark did last year. Clark hasn't been yeah. great this year. Seattle's rushing the passer well now, but not then. The Rams got him four times. Seattle got him seven times. How long ago was that game? Because the Seattle game was in Week Nine. Okay. Because I would say the last four or five weeks, Seattle's pass rush, since they got Dunlap and Adams has been back, is night and day from where we were at the beginning of the year. Yeah. So you can get I – mean, I don't think the pass protection is great. No, he hit either. some big plays, obviously, in that Seattle game, and mm-hmm. they won, but they got to him seven times. Yeah, yeah. And everybody throws deep against Seattle. That's what oh, you do absolutely. against them. Absolutely. You know, and no matter – that's my thing with, with Adams. No matter how much we talk about, oh, he's a really good – he's a linebacker. He's a linebacker. He's not a safety. Right, right. He's a run and hit guy. He brings a lot of emotion. He's good against the run. He's got two career interceptions. I mean, he's somebody you target. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, yeah you throw at him. You're right. right. I mean, if you can get McCaffrey on him, you'll eat him alive. You yeah. know, those type of guys. Anyways, we should take a break. Uh, okay. We're going to be joined by Bob Labriola when we return. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. And we are back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. A little back in the New York groove there, too. I didn't recognize that tune. I only know it from our entry music from time to time. But expand your horizons a little bit. Well, that's what you're here for. You're that's what I am out. here for. One Come guy who here. expands our horizons on a, a weekly basis, although we didn't get to talk to him last week because, well, Steelers were playing a game right about now. <laughs> yeah, I guess they were. Huh? Um, that would be Bob Labriola, the editor of Steelers Digest and Steelers.com. How you doing, Bob? Pretty good, Dale. You know, and it's actually going to be a Sunday game this week. Yeah, imagine that. It's a night game, and the next two are at night, but at least we have a full week between games. So, to me, that, you know, we're, you get back to some kind of normalcy in the schedule, um, that helps me, it helps you, it helps us, and I, I think it helps the Steelers. Yeah, I, you know, the, I, I do believe that once players get to, you know, the NFL level, you know, football is a very um, regimented sport in terms of, you know, games once a week for the most part. And uh, so if you're, you're playing it long enough to get to the NFL, um, then you start playing Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And, 
Yeah, this isn't the Mac as much as Mike Tomlin wants to joke about that kind of stuff. I mean, you just don't play on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and those kind of things. But even the Mac, they play on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. They don't play on Wednesday and then Monday. You know (laughs) what I mean? It's not not like the NBA or baseball even. Bob, along those lines, and this sounds like being a Steeler apologist, but I really felt in the second half of that Washington game that the – fatigue of it all was getting to the Steelers. You know, I mean, they were outscored 20-3 to in that half. They hadn't had a bye week really at all, let alone recently. Three games in 12 days. They looked like a weary, beat-up team to me. Well, and the other thing, too, was, I mean, you look out on the field at one point when Washington had the ball. Uh, there's no Devin Bush. There's no Bud Dupree. There's no Steven Nelson and no Joe Hayden. <laughs> right. Other than that, it was part of sign. Yeah. How was the How was the play, Mrs. Uh, Lincoln? Yeah. Right. right. And and I think at that point too, Robert Spillane was out. So, so your backup um, with, to the backup was yeah. in the game. Yes. And you your kicker or center or your starting running back and right. So um, yeah, I you know I I just thought that the the team was leaking oil a little bit uh, by the time. Uh, the Washington football team came into town, and you know, I I, I thought that th- that is not as bad a team as its record. I think that no. uh, you know, once they got they got things settled in at quarterback a little bit, Alex Smith, you know, isn't of the caliber of you know the first pick of a draft that also included Aaron Rodgers, but I mean, he's also a reliable, you know, competent NFL starting quarterback. Yeah. He didn't make so the big I- mistakes. Right, and then you know, uh, and this we've seen this with other teams like the Bengals and now the Browns. You know, if you stink long enough, uh, you get enough high number one picks, uh, you can't help but you know assembling some talent. And Washington did that, uh, in one particular unit, their defensive front, and uh, you know that that was a very formidable unit. So, but anyway, uh, I don't know that. I still think the the injuries, the Steelers' injuries, are uh, something that th- th- this group is going to have to reckon with. And what I thought was interesting today, the um, a press release that the Steelers send out, they brought Ulysses Gilbert. Um, I almost every time I want to say his name the first time out loud after I haven't said it for a while, I always go right to the president. <laughs> and why um, wouldn't you? I mean, there's not a lot of Ulysses out there unless you're talking about the Ulysses. Right, and, and, and <laughs> you were a teenager when he was in office, right? Okay. An old guy joke. Uh, well, I'll, 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 I'll stow that away. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I thought it was interesting that he is um, well, he hasn't been designated to return yet. I don't even know where, you know, when you bring the guy off IR and you have 21 days to work him to find out, um, you know, if you want to either put him on the roster or back onto uh, IR for the rest of the year. But, uh, you know, it, it seemed interesting to me because Gilbert is a guy who I think, while he doesn't have a great total grasp of the defense, he does have some of the skill set and athletic ability where you can say to him, cover that back out of the backfield, and he can do that. I think that was and missing a little that, against Washington. You know, all those yes. dump-offs to McKissick, Vince yes. Williams looked kind of slow for the first time all year. Yes. You know? Yeah, and, and, and so, I, would, I would prefer uh, Gilbert be out there in a dime package as opposed to Marcus Allen. Yes. Yes. 
yes. Uh, and so uh, I do think that, um, you know, the Steelers are trying to um, react to some of the circumstances uh, in a Steelers kind of way, which is, you know, with what they have in, in within the program, because uh, as much as many in Steelers Nation would love to see the team do, there is nothing out there right now that you can sign mm-hmm. to fix anything. Right, I yeah. I mean, and, and Matt and I actually talked about Gilbert a little bit last week because, uh, well, I, a little birdie told me that this could be happening, and and that was one of the things that, uh, you know, we were looking at and going, well, you know, he's the closest guy that they have athletically to Devin Bush at the inside linebacker position. Covering yes. ground and changing direction. Yes, yeah. Yeah. right. Um, but, you know, knowing whether – uh, he should be going left or right. Is still very <laughs> well. Yeah, I mean that's you know. <laughs> well, uh, no, uh, and I, you know, I get it. I I cannot imagine how complicated that particular position is. Yeah, I mean we we talked about it. You know, with uh, for example, we last year with Devin Bush. We talked about it with Patrick Queen this year. I mean, if you're playing inside linebacker in the NFL as a young guy. You're going to get picked on first of all, and, oh. and secondly, you you know you have to be you have to stop the run. You got to play man coverage. You got to play zone coverage. You're running crossers in front of you all all over the place. It's it's a tough spot. All the pre snap stuff they show at you. All the run action and play action and crossers, like you said, but in front and behind you. The route recognition certainly a tough yeah. recognition position. And that's also a position where uh, I think to some degree the coaches look for you to be helping others. Right, right. be in the right spots. Um, and so when you're a young guy who uh, barely knows where he's where you're supposed to be yourself. Yeah, I, I you know that that's a lot of paralysis by analysis. I'm sure. Bob, uh, let's get to the uh, the elephant in the room. That would be, of course, the Steelers' run game or lack thereof. Uh, it's uh, 57 yards on 19 carries average over the last five games. It was uh, 29 uh, carries for 119 yards over the first seven games. Um, what what's going on with this here? Uh, you know, they just don't seem to be able to f- find any consistency in the run game, and, and t- to my belief, it's you know it's because they don't try to do it. Well, I mean, uh, it, well, there's there's a lot of um, I, I think that anything anyone says at this point is partially true because <laughs> it isn't just one thing. Okay. I, I don't believe that. Um, so yes. Um, it it definitely they don't uh, stick with it, and therefore they can't develop it. Um, I, I don't think that the uh, offensive line is. I don't know if they can't do it anymore, but they aren't doing it now. I know that I can see that. You know, or, or um, J.C. Hassenauer is not um, uh, an asset in that respect. <clears throat> I don't believe Matt Filer is an asset uh, in the run game as a guard. Um, now, maybe a pass protection, mm-hmm. but, I mean, then you have that, too. And how long do you stick with a running game that's gaining 1.8 yards a carry uh, when you have to move the ball and convert third downs? I mean, you can't ask the quarterback to convert, you know, third and nine or third and eight every time. Well, you can if you're dropping the football. <laughs> well, I mean, there's that, too. Uh and, you know, I firmly anticipate, you know, that to be handled by the quarterback because, um, you know, you just don't throw to that person. 
Well, and if aren't. that's the case, then you know you, you look back at what Mike Tomlin said on Tuesday. Um, are some of those guys going to continue to be on the field if they can if they continue to drop the football? Well, obviously well, Deontay Johnson. I, mean, I don't know that you come. have enough guys. And that's true. Yeah, know, in uniform, so you put them out there. You just don't throw them the ball. Uh, uh, that that would be my because how many how many guys are in uniform? You know what I mean. You're not gonna uh, you're gonna not dress Ebron and dress Kevin Rader instead. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. I mean, I think what you do is um, you just don't, you don't throw to him as much anymore, or throw to Vance or. McDonald, or you know, some some other things like that. I, I, but it's not like a college team where you have ninety guys in uniform. Um, you know, if you're going to run five wide or four plus one, with Ebron being the one, we have six in uniform, maybe six receivers in uniform. Um, so again, that's what I meant when I said that'll be handled by the quarterback. You can be on the field, you just don't get targeted, and. The, the catch-22 with that, though, Bob, in my opinion, is Deontay Johnson because he's obviously been a drop culprit lately. And of the receivers, I don't trust his hands quite as much as the others. But he's been the constant of when he's on the field, he's always the guy that gets targeted. And he makes the difficult catches. It's right. some of the easy ones that he drops. So We're easier. Did um, he cut back throwing to him? You know, that, that's a tough one. Uh, right. Well, you know... I, in my opinion, um, it's it's kind of a zero sum game to me. Uh, you know, uh, you can't fumble the ball if you're a running back, and you can't drop the ball if you're a receiver. Cannot happen. So, you know, I'll give you one um, a game even in uh, mm-hmm. on a, uh, a situation like you two guys just described. But I'm sorry, two three, that's it. Um, and you don't pull him, and it's not as bad as a fumble with a running back because you don't lose possession of the ball. But um, well, you can. You drop the ball in a possession <laughs> down or in the red zone. I, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, I don't. You know what you did for me two weeks ago doesn't mean anything at that point. And uh, you know that's why I'm saying it almost has to be handled instead of by the coach by the players on the field, especially the quarterback. I mean, um, I, I, I really don't see any other any other uh, answer, solution to that kind of problem. Bob, you mentioned the running back position. Connor, if we assume he's not going to come back, or maybe you do get him cheap, who knows, but do you think running back's pretty high on the priority list? I mean, how much do you blame that position It'd be nice to have a receiver there that can do a little bit of everything and can make people miss and gain yardage on their own. I know a lot of people don't invest heavily in backs, and I mostly believe in that. But over the last two years, I think that position has been exposed a little bit. I don't disagree, um, but I also I don't uh, I don't believe that the offensive line is pulling its weight mm-hmm. in that area. I don't know that Anthony McFarland or Benny Snell is as bad as they have looked. I, I just I, I I don't see um, they're just they're just aren't holes they're just aren't uh, there's no movement off the line of scrimmage and you know you look at those guys too and there's some high pedigreed very highly paid individuals uh, on that offensive line and I get that you know Ben doesn't get sacked 
uh, and all of that kind of stuff. And that's that's part of the job too, but it's only part of the job. And um, you know, I, I just it, it seems to me that uh, there's a lot of uh, I won't say excuse making because that's taking it a little too far, but you know, we're shining the light on some of the other aspects of the running game, and I don't disagree. You know that I don't know that uh, you know James Conner is uh, the bell cow uh, running back that you want to try to make a Super Bowl run with, but I do think he is a serviceable NFL player. He is certainly not as bad as his statistics have been lately, and so to me, um, you know, there can be some issues with uh, play design, maybe, but. There, there are just too many instances where, you know, five cracks from the one-yard line, seriously? Seriously? From the one-yard line. Not, you didn't get a push at all. There, there were, it was constantly bleeding into the Steelers' backfield. And, yes, Washington's defensive front is good and all that stuff. But, I mean, there's just too many guys with Pro Bowls and all pros on their resume who are not getting any movement. None. And... The one thing you I'd know, say about Connor, though, Bob, is maybe he's not a star in any one area, but he's not a liability in any. You know, protection, okay. catching the ball, short yardage, you know. That, right. That's useful. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it, he's certainly not as bad as the Steelers' running game is making him look. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, the, you know, the whole... Uh, Munchak's gone, and I mean a lot of these excuses. Only one team has Mike Munchak, and I, I, and a I, lot of other I remind people as well. Munchak's last year with the Steelers, they averaged ninety rushing yards per game in two thousand eighteen. Um, you know, so there's that too. Uh, I, I, you know, the the whole, and I, I'll, I'll I'll be honest with you too. I was not a big fan of the, uh, you know, the Matt Canada influence jet sweeps and all that kind of stuff. I mean, uh, that can work as a compliment, but that was becoming, for me, for my taste anyway, too much of a steady diet. And you're not going to fool people, uh, I don't think, consistently in the NFL with your running game. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm looking at the line. I mean, Eric Ebron can't block me. No, he's a receiver. Simple. I understand that. Yeah. But if he's going to um, then then get him off the field sometime. Then. Right, right. Yeah, asking him to ch- to block Chase Young or attempt to block Chase Young or pretend to try to block Chase Young at the goal line because there wa- I lo- I watched that play several times that the fourth down play at the goal line. The line actually got the push on except that play. Yeah. Except he missed his block. And Chase Young comes in untouched and, and, and gets uh, Benny Snell from behind, and he can't. He never gets off the ground on his leap. And the, the offensive linemen on that side are laying in the end zone with their guys in the end zone. He could have walked into the end zone uh, if Chase Young is blocked on that play. And where I was going with that is you wouldn't ask Juju or Washington to do it. And really, that's Ebron's style of game. Yeah. He's closer to those guys. I would trust those guys to do it more. Than Ebron, <laughs> to be quite frank, <laughs> or if it, if it was Chase it, yeah. Claypool, I would I would trust those guys to at least get a chip on that guy, not just allow him to come charging into the backfield unblocked. You know, okay, I mean, again, but if, if you're going to be a tight end, that's part of your job. Oh, no and doubt, it, yeah, sure. there, yeah. And it, again, uh, was was but McDonald you know, in on that play? 
What's that, Bob? I'm sorry. I didn't hear was you Lance McDonald in, in, on the field on that play? I don't believe that he was, no. Uh, because if that's what it has to be, then that's what it has to be, too. Mm-hmm. You know, when you want to run the ball, you have one tight end, and when you want to throw the ball, you put the other one in. Because, um, you know... That guy uh, has it, shown you over the course of 12 games that he can't block. Right. And, he's, right. and the other thing is, and again, he's done some good things, but he's a big part of the drop passes problem, too, which was his resume before he came here. Correct. Yeah. Um, that he will drop the ball. And so now we're seeing that. And so, you know, if, if, you know, I don't know what the answer is. Gerald Hawkins, to me, uh, is, you know, one of the uh, under um, underappreciated or injuries, in my mind, was Zach Banner. He would be very Because Zach right Banner, yep. it, it could do that, um, you know, third tight end thing or blocking, you know, tackle eligible or whatever, however you want to refer to that position. Uh Hawkins is, is awful. I mean, he's just not athletic. He's not. And throwing him the ball or trying to throw him the ball was uh, – I, I, I can't understand the thinking that comes to the conclusion this is a good thing to try in that situation. No, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm, I'm right there at the same time, um, you know, splitting Anthony McFarland out wide on fourth down – with the game on the line and trying to throw him a back shoulder fade uh, down the field, the guy has five career catches. You've got receivers to do those kind of things. Well, I, I took that the, one a little differently, though. I thought it was we know who John Bostic is. I'm throwing it him. Sure, absolutely. But the guy you're throwing. It's but if it's the guy you yeah. do do it, not fourth and one. Right, fourth and one. Right. I'm not doing that. Right, right. You know, and um, I and I, I don't I don't believe this either. I don't think that when a play is called, a quarterback, maybe some quarterbacks, but not the Steelers quarterback, is locked into throwing it to one guy. Correct, yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Okay, so, um, you know, that, that's one of those situations. And, again, I'm not, I'm not going to hang this on Ben. But if, um, you know, if, if you get the sense that it has to be a back shoulder throw deep down the sideline, I'm not throwing it to him. You know, right. I mean, there was a kid that we grew up with, and we called him Smitty. You didn't throw the ball to Smitty. <laughs> you didn't. I mean, you knew that. We apologize if you're listening, Smitty. <laughs> um, so, you know, uh, there, there's all kinds of things that are kind of uh, conspiring to come together to make this look bad. Um, and I... I don't know. Like I said, I, I just um, if if you got if you got it if you got a platoon tight ends, do it. Uh, if you got a, um, I don't know. I won't say simplify it because I don't know how much how complicated it is. But you know, just get some push off the line and move the pile a little bit. Uh, you know, and plow it up in there because you know again, Benny Snell. You know, he he has showed me at least some that he can uh, be the kind of guy who can help close out a game. You know, he's a tough runner. He doesn't go down. Um, you know, he's a lot of extra effort, that kind of stuff. If he's not getting anything, anything, there's nothing there to get, in my opinion. So, uh, you he know, I'm looking at what's those... blocked. Yes. 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. If there's he three, if he's blocked for three, he gets three. If you didn't get him, if, if he gets nothing, uh, the blocking wasn't for. Um, and as I said, too many first team all pro resumes and a lot of cash being spent on those guys. And um, I, I'm not seeing it. Last thing I have for you, Bob, is I mean, just Samuels, Hawkins, and now I think Ray Ray McLeod. I don't know that they need to be on the field in offense anymore. Somebody good's on the sideline if they're out there. Yes. You know. Um, and, you know, that, and that's the other thing. Um, you know, let, we don't need to play with all the toys. Mm-hmm. Right. Just play with the ones uh, that you can rely on. Narrow the script and, and, and do what you do best. Yeah, and uh, you don't have to, because, you know, uh, Ben doesn't have to worry about targeting everybody to keep everybody involved. And if Deontay Johnson, and I love the guy, you know, I believe that he is, and I mean this as a compliment, he is the closest thing to Antonio Brown that this group has. And by that I mean a guy who who can consistently line up and defeat NFL-caliber cornerbacks one-on-one, win those one-on-one matchups. And that is a valuable thing, and it's it's a talent. But if he's going to drop a couple... I'm not throwing it to him anymore mm-hmm. for a while. Uh, maybe that gets his attention. I don't know. But you just cannot have that. Or you don't put him in so many situations on third and nine where you're throwing him a two-yard pass and expecting him to run for the first down because that's a problem, too. That's teaching him bad habits, in my opinion, because he now is ex- believing that he is expected to, to – uh, get make it happen yards after catch every time, and if that's what he has in his head, he's going to turn his head and look. You know, he's going to be trying to run before he secures the catch. So, um, there's just a lot of little things I think um, that are going wrong right now. It's it's unfortunate in my mind that this this is uh, I will still believe it's the toughest opponent on their schedule coming up. Uh, because I don't know that a lot of you're going to fix a lot of things against this kind of team. Well, we'll see how that works out on Sunday. He is Bob Labriola. We appreciate you stopping by, Bob, uh, of course, uh, with Steelers.com and Steelers Digest. Uh, he's Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break and be back right after this. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson, and this will be a quick uh, quick segment here since we kept Bob a little yeah, extra yeah. here. But I do have a well, Bills no. practice report from Good. today. Um, not practicing today for Buffalo or Quentin Jefferson. He has a hip issue. He's a depth quality defensive right, lineman, right? Yeah. Right. That's kind of how their D lines they get. They roll a bunch of guys. Yeah. Them. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, Jaquan Johnson, one of their safeties with an ankle injury, did not practice. Um, Andre Roberts, one of their uh, depth wide receivers. He's uh, a returner, too. He's got an Achilles, uh, was limited today. Um, Jake Fromm, not injury related, was limited today. I don't know what that means. He's their three. I mean, yeah, but I don't know what, the, don't what that means. He's he, not injury related, but he was limited. Hmm. Um, and yeah. then uh, also on the list, uh, injury list, were uh, Josh Allen and John Feliciano. Uh, Feliciano's a, a, a guard. He's got a knee and foot injury. Okay. Uh, Allen's got knee and ankles, but they were both full participants in practice gotcha. today. Now, I wonder how hard they practiced today. Right. Because they played, they played Monday night. Right, the right, the right. Steelers' practice today was not. I would have taken it. It was a hat day. On the Steelers. Yeah, it was yeah. a hat day. And I'm sure the Bills were in the same. They're coming off a win. Um, they were on the road. Yeah, they were in they Arizona. They were in, yeah, in yeah, Arizona right. against San Francisco. <laughs> Weird. Go figure. Right. Um, and you mentioned Feliciano. Their O-line's kind of built like their D-line, where they have uh, two off-seasons ago – they just went out and signed like fifteen guys. Just, <laughs> right, right, they yeah, they yeah, went with right. the Patriots, like what the Patriots do at the wide receiver position two just years ago. Grab a bunch. Just get a whole bunch of veteran yeah. guys and see who works. He bought a bunch of three million dollar dudes or five million dollar guys. Drafted Cody Ford in the second round, and there's those stars, but there's a lot of guys, you know. And that's kind of how their D line is too. Uh, and Feliciano's exactly that. Yeah, he's you know, their he's, starting he's okay. left guard. Right, right. Um, Ford was actually the guy who uh, who went on. Okay. List last he week. hasn't been great for them. I yeah. thought he'd be better. He was an early second round pick. He's kind of a guard tackle tweener that hasn't really acclimated that well to the league. Mitch Morse is probably their best. He's their center. Yeah. yeah, they got him from the Chiefs, and the Chiefs have missed him. Brian Winters is okay. Yeah, at he's guard. fine too. Yeah. You know, again, they're a well coached, decent group. There's no real holes, but it's okay. You know? Yeah. Um. Anyways, we're gonna take a break. How about that? Boom. <laughs> we'll come uh, back when we, when we do come back. Uh, we're going to have the Fantasy Football Focus. We will do that right after this. He's Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. It's time for the Fantasy Football Focus. It's Wednesday, uh, so we'll go through the injury list. Yeah, uh, who is practicing, who is not practicing today. Get through all the injury reports. And uh, we'll start in Chicago where Allen Robinson with a knee injury was limited in Wednesday's practice. That cropped up late last week. Uh, he still managed to go out and catch six passes for 75 yards on seven targets. Uh, against the Lions. He's playing Houston this week. That's a good matchup. Really good matchup. Yeah. And so you want Allen Robinson ready to go, so I don't care if he doesn't practice today. <laughs> no, I say I'm not real worried about it either. I think it's probably the smart move by the Bears. They're, they've been so horrible, but they're not in hang-it-up mode yet or anything. You know, they're, they're still in it. Still in it, kind of. Kind of, yeah. right. They're bad. Yeah, you know, they're playing Houston this week. Maybe, no, like maybe they could get Robinson. it back. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, they could win that game. Probably not. <laughs> I will pick the Texans, yeah. Watson versus Mitch. Hmm. Their offense has actually been better with Trubisky than Foles yeah. this year. Well, uh, you wonder how much of that, though, is matchup-driven, though, as well. Yeah. 
I mean, it's been bad and really bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Lavishka Chenault uh, was held out. He was limited today with a thumb injury. Um, scored his first touchdown since week one uh, last week against the Vikings, yeah. but... Lennon's going to be quarterbacking again. They're not. He's gonna... been okay. Oh, he's fine. Yeah, yeah. he's not horrible. Um, I honestly think that they don't want Minshew out there because he might win one for him. You know, not at this that, point, not that yeah. Minshew's great or anything. But, right. Uh, th- their intentions are not to win football games. So Chenault for me is pretty down the list of somebody I want to start. I agree. Uh, this is one that is significant. James Robinson with a knee injury was limited in Wednesday's practice. Wow. Um, he's I wonder a- if they would sit him if it's close. Because he's good. He's averaging 24.3 touches per game over his last six games. Mm-hmm. Maybe you back it off a little bit on him and say, hey, we, yeah. That's what I was thinking because he could help you win, which you don't want. He gets a ball a ton, is both a runner and a receiver. I really think with all their needs, he's pretty much locked in as their running back next year. You know, right. like some of these running backs have taken such a beating like him. Uh, great time to chill on chill on the bench for a little bit. So when in doubt, I would sit him if I were the Jags. Yeah, we'll see. I, I don't know if they'll – I mean, I think Marone, they're still playing hard. Oh, they are. They've you been know. in games. Except for yeah. the Steelers game, they've been right in games for a while. Yeah. Uh, they're playing Tennessee this week. Uh, and, of course, Tennessee's dealing with some stuff as well. Johnny Smith was limited in Wednesday's practice. We'll see what happens with him. Uh, he did not uh, – he missed all practices last week, so mm-hmm. this is actually an upgrade for him. Tennessee's defense is somebody you want to play your guys yeah, with. Absolutely. So. They yeah, stink. They right now. Yeah. Uh, A.J. Brown with an ankle now hmm. not practicing on Wednesday. He had been sitting out with a hip on uh, Thursdays. Well, now he's missed an entire practice on Wednesday with that ankle injury. He twisted that. Uh, he did come back. After twisting the ankle, yeah. But again, that's what it, it was a bad. If you watched it, I'm like, ooh, that hurts. Yeah, yeah. I've done that before. Where you, you're actually you're running and you end up on the side of your foot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, when, when that when the ball of your foot on your on your on your ball of your ankle is touching the touching the ground, <laughs> that's not a good thing. And it doesn't go away. Quick. It does. Yeah, no. you can you finish again. You finish that game. And then you take the shoe off, and the and the ankle goes boom. Yeah, you're 100% <laughs> right. I've done that play in hoops, too. And Corey Davis was the benefactor, and he's a good player. I love A.J. Brown, but he's only been in the league two years, and he always has a little something. There's a lot of Wednesdays he's missed in his, in his two yeah. years. Um, Josh Jacobs was uh, sidelined at Wednesday's practice. Um, he's another one that always has something. Yeah, I mean, he just runs so he hard. He so hard. Um, bum shoulder. But that's one to keep an eye on. Um, obviously, See, he's one they got to get back in the lineup. Yeah, they need the to win. Bad, but yeah. He's a, much better than what they're playing. playing. Uh, is it, who is it this week? The Colts? Yeah. I believe that's, that's a tough matchup. Yeah, that could be kind of an elimination game. Yeah, you're right. Especially if the Raiders lose. I mean, it's kind of a. The Raiders down. lose, they're done. If I the Raiders win and the Colts lose, now they're tied with the Raiders. And they have the. And the Raiders have that head to head. Good point. No, I think this is what you save Jacobs up for if and he really is a tough dude. I bet he plays. Yeah, yeah. I would I would be willing to bet as well, but uh, monitor that uh, the rest of the week. I wouldn't expect to have a monster day though. No, no, I don't think so. Uh Alshon Jeffrey with a calf was limited in Wednesday's practice. He's Why not is a, he play? He's not a factor at all. I mean th- that whole receiving core this is garbage. It's bad, but they're all playing equal snaps now. Yeah. You know like Get Rager Put Rager in the and Fulgham yeah. out there and build something. Fulgham looks like he's lost complete confidence. So yeah. yeah, and now there's the new quarterback. But I know Alshon can't play anymore. I know that much at least. And yeah, I think there should be a coaching change there. They look like they don't have any clue what they're doing on yeah. offense. 
the Ra- the Ravens activated Mark Andrews from the COVID uh, nineteen list, uh, so he will probably play Monday night yeah. against uh, Put him right in. against the Browns. Uh, Matthew Judon also mm. activated from the from the COVID nineteen. I think list. things are looking up for the Ravens. I mean, they handled Dallas, and Dallas's run defense was so Ooh. bad. Yeah. I, I still my questions about Lamar as a passer. You know, I mean, he didn't have to do anything last night, but I think the Ravens are coming around nicely. Yeah, uh, that Monday night game, I believe, is in Cleveland. I'm not sure. I believe it's gonna be a good one though. Um, we've seen uh, weather be a factor in Cleveland. This weather's not going to affect okay. the Ravens. That game could be over in like two hours. <laughs> yeah, you're 100 right. It's gonna be run, run, run. Who do Steeler fans root for in that one? The Ravens. I think so. But I don't want the Ravens in the playoffs. That doesn't bother me. Doesn't it? No. That, that, I wouldn't want them to be my first round. Because, I, you know, I, if, if you get the number one seed and the Ravens sneak into the playoffs as the, I don't know, the, the seven. The seven or six. Or then they got to go play Kansas City. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, and they have no success against those guys. Yeah, but they'll beat them up. I'm also not super worried that Cleveland can win the division. No, yeah, I'm not. I'm not concerned about. And I that want either. them to get in the playoffs. But I, I you <laughs> want them in the playoffs. They're going to be in the playoffs They're one way or the in, other. Yeah. So, you know, I I don't know. I I just think Baltimore has. I think there's a, a. You don't. I think if you're a Steelers fan, you don't want the Browns getting any more confidence. I see what you're saying. You don't want them saying, "Hey, look, we can beat Baltimore. We can beat Pittsburgh." I could also see Baltimore winning their last five starting last night and playing well right when it matters most. And you know we'll, see. I mean? I, we'll see. I still think they have some issues. Oh, I do too. Yeah, uh, they that goals. are that are fatal. They do. Uh, Justin Jackson uh, with, returned to practice on Wednesday. Really? He had been on IR. That backfield is just a mess. Uh, Eckler's the guy. Eckler's the mean, guy, and none of the other guys are worth. No, you can't. Play they, although else. they still got Balage touches. Yeah, they did last week. I mean, they like him, and he's actually played much better than I expected. I don't mean to be hard on him because he's he succeeded. Eckler's just going to catch a ton of balls. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think you know. Well, first of all, they play the Falcons. Just too. coming back from IR doesn't mean you're going to come back and play. True, true. Um, so they get a 21 day window to return with for him to return. I don't know that you bring him back at this point. Yeah, yeah, they don't. I'm not sure he would beat up unless somebody else gets hurt. Mm-hmm. And Kelly's in the total after. Although I, I think they're absolutely coaching for their jobs out there. And I don't think they're going to. I don't succeed. think it's going to work. Yeah. No. Uh, Daniel Jones was limited at Wednesday's practice with the hamstring. That's a that's a good sign for them. Yeah. They're in first place in the division. Yeah, they're doing good things. Yeah. And I think he's better than Colt McCoy. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure of that. I mean, I, I have some encouragement for Daniel Jones. Like, I think he'll be their starter next year. I didn't like him coming out of school. It's taken me a while to come around on him. And he has some flaws, too, but you know, he's, he's one of these young quarterbacks that's actually getting better. Yeah. Um, Irv Smith, with a back injury, remains sidelined uh, for the uh, te- the Minnesota Vikings. That makes Rudolph relevant. Yeah. That's a hard guy for me to start, but <laughs> it makes you him hate relevant. Him. He's uh, he, slow. But he, he also did not practice Wednesday. Oh, um, really? That's probably a, a I'm sure that's tip a of the cat. Yeah. Old guy thing. Old yeah. guy thing. Um, Christian McCaffrey, with the shoulder and quad, was limited at Wednesday's practice. That's a huge one for fantasy purposes. Huge. I mean, <laughs> when he when he came back the first time, there was a lot of talk of, oh, they might ease him in. Well, they didn't. They didn't. <laughs> no. They just gave him a million touches. Coming off a bye, I'd be blown away if he doesn't play. I mean, their season's pretty shot, and you can shut running backs down, but I, I would get him out there this week and feed him like crazy. Yeah. Uh, Debo Samuels has a foot issue. Uh, they're saying it's a bruised foot. It's not related to the broken foot that he had uh, in, during the summer, but he okay. did not practice today. 
He's a quality player that gets a lot of targets. And another one of those guys yeah. because he runs. You know, he's he's so physical. He's always like banged up. Brown. Yeah. yeah, always banged up. Puts a lot of stress on his lower body and plays hard and doesn't avoid contact. Meanwhile, Brandon Ayuk's been really useful. Been for, good, yeah, yeah, for fantasy. Yeah, they, they get a good. If those two and Kittle can ever be healthy together, if run after the yeah. catch, right? Or if they had a quarterback. <laughs> if I were them, I'd go. I'd offer the Lions a first round pick for Matthew Stafford. Or you know, why, why not take a you know shot on Wentz or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Darnold know. even. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there'll be movement there. Uh, Joe Mixon, uh, Zach Taylor said on Wednesday. Uh, he ruled Joe Mixon out for Week 14, but said there's a possibility he plays again this season. No, there isn't. What are you doing? Right. You're not bringing him back. No. And I feel like he could have played a month ago. If he's not practicing now, you're not bringing him back. No, that, that, that makes no sense. No sense. Yeah. The season's shot. I mean, this is the same guy who last last year kept saying that A.J. Green was like, oh, he'd be, he, oh, he could, could be, be back this week. Yeah, 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 it's not Come on, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, Salvan Ahmed uh, with the shoulder. I no, I don't want any. I mean, they're, that that offense it's is awful. so bad. Yeah, none of their none of their guys are playable. No, including Boyd. Yeah, no. Uh, Salvan Ahmed uh, uh, with the shoulder injury did not practice this week. Miles Gaskin is the guy. He's the guy, right? Yeah. I mean, he took his jo- his role back over. Got a lot of goal line carries. Of course, didn't score. <laughs> kind of allergic to the end zone, but he's a quality RB two. I'm gonna get you twenty touches. They throw it to him. Yeah, too. yeah. Their uh, running game's bad. It's really bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And they play Kansas City this week, which mm-hmm. doesn't hurt Gaskin. Necessarily. No, you should be able to. Right. You should be able to run the football. He'll be on the field. Uh, Philip Rivers with a toe injury did not practice today. Yeah, that's maintenance. He, he has supposedly has some off-season surgery he needs to get on his foot. Yeah, that's been something that's been going on the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you thought he was statuesque before, Boy, right? Yeah. Talk about a team that should put an offer in for Stafford too. Yeah. Yeah. Upgrade from He's another one that uh, you're seeing a lot of uh, Wentz to the Colts. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Frank Reich's probably looking at him going, I can fix him. I can fix him. Yeah, right. I, I, you guys played understand. well for me. Right, right. Um, Chris Godwin with a finger. Uh, he had the pins removed from that broken left index finger on Tuesday, uh, so they're going to let that heal up a little bit. There's, Give him an extra day. Yeah. Um, they're coming off a bye, too. They're coming. Yeah, right. Coming off the bye. Um, that could be a thing where he doesn't practice all week while they try Maybe. to let that heal up a little bit. I, I don't have it in front of me, but they have a very favorable three-game schedule here that I think all those guys – I'm in on the box again. They've let me down a lot. I just kind of trust them to beat up on some bad teams here in the fantasy playoffs. Uh, Denzel Mims had to leave the team and go back home to uh, Texas for a uh, for some personal issues. Mm. Hope everything's all right there, but he will not play against Seattle this week okay. because once you leave the team like that, you got to come back in yeah, five days. Say, of, right. Yeah, this year you can't do that. You can't just go and then come back because you're not getting tested. I guess that helps Crowder and Perryman. Crowder, we really cut two touchdown passes last yeah. week. When Darnold plays, Crowder Crowder's as well. relevant. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's relevant. Uh, DeAndre Swift with an illness now was limited at Wednesday's practice. Jeez. Some of these rookie backs have been so hard to get behind, and right when you think they do, then the COVID hits or a bye week or an injury or whatever. Yeah, I really like the way Swift looks, though. I mean, I'd be love to have him next year. That's the thing with pretty <laughs> all much guys. all these rookie yeah. backs. Yeah, Angler, next year's going to be a really good Akers, year. Right? Yeah. Um, Kenny Galladay with the hip injury did not practice on Wednesday. Are you rushing him back? No. Kind of the same situation. Yeah. But he's a free agent. He may want to put some more tape. He out might want to put something right. out there. Yeah. 
Uh, Drew Brees is targeting a Week 15 return, according to uh, Ian Rappaport. That would bring him back just in time to play the Chiefs. I bet he's losing his mind on the sidelines right now. Oh, yes. Because this is probably it for him. This is probably it for him. Yeah, you want to be out there playing. Yeah, and uh, I would imagine they'll welcome back with open arms, and Taysom Hill will still get snaps here and there like they used to. But, I mean, Brees is much better. Um. Rashad Higgins, uh, the, the, the Browns have apparently opened the contract extension talks with him. Uh, we'll see where that goes. Um, I know that's not super noteworthy, but I don't know if Odell will be back. Yeah, they're showing faith in him, and that's that, yeah. you know, because they're winning without Odell. They're winning without him. I, I think Higgins might be there too next year and going forward, draft a guy in the second round, throw him in the mix, something like that. Yeah. But they, they may move on from Odell, which. Uh, the Giants weren't too hesitant to do that. I think he might be better. Every team might be better off without him in sort of an AB-like manner. Yeah, see where he goes uh, next year. Uh, mm-hmm. The Bengals placed uh, left tackle Jonah Williams on injured reserve. They're just falling Again, apart. They're, really, they're the worst team in the league. Yeah. Uh, Antonio Gibson is unlikely to play this week against the 49ers. Uh, that means uh, it's J.D. McKissick and Peyton Barber. And as we saw they're both Monday, as we saw Monday night, McKissick will catch the football. A million. Um, yeah. A million, yeah. I mean, we'll rack up a ton of yards, but he'll have eight catches, 12 catches, something like that. Yeah, I mean, he's no going to get peppered with targets. It'll be double digits. Mm-hmm. Um, and Barber will do the running back and stuff. Ba- and Barber will get the, the, you know, the touches. Yeah, very mm-hmm. distinct roles. Yeah, so keep an eye on that. That's valuable, uh, yeah. I think McKissick's probably the more valuable guy. Yes, in PPR, PPR by yeah. far, right, right? Even right. even in regular, he probably still is. Yeah, because yeah. he's more gets, yardage at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah, um, not very might good. not score. Barber might score a touchdown, mm-hmm. but but he's a plotter. McKissick's going to be the guy who gets. Mm-hmm. He'll have seventy total yards, and Barber will have fifty. And I would think Washington's defense will keep him in that game, and they'll be able to run, and they do what they do. Yeah. That's going to do it for the uh, Fantasy Football Focus. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lolly. Uh, you're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Uh, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back right after this. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Back, I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And uh, Matt, uh, earlier when we were talking to Bob Labriola, um, he said this will be the Steelers, the Buff- this being the Buffalo Bills, will be the Steelers' uh, toughest opponent yeah. yet this season. I thought that was interesting. I don't, yeah, I don't agree with that. Yeah, I said it, and then I thought about it, and I'm not sure I disagree or agree. i got to think that over. Uh, I'm looking here at Buffalo's DVOA on Football okay. Outsiders. Uh, they are ninth in DVOA, okay. right behind Baltimore. Who's yeah, continually sunken? Uh, they've gone down the list a little bit. Yeah, and maybe they're moving up a little. I mean, the Ravens the first time around, I think, was a pretty high quality. We're, they were high. like they were like second. In You're DVOA. Right, right, right. They were ahead of the Steelers. In fact, I think at that. Oh, point. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Now that was still con- taking at that point in the season. Some of last year. Yeah, they was do, still. Do yeah, that. Right, right. Now you're looking at more of a. a, 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 a what your team is this year at this point mm-hmm. in the season, right? Who you beat and yeah, and, yeah how you perform. Both so yeah, they're at they're at uh, plus twelve point seven. Uh, last week they were eleventh. They've moved up to ninth. 
uh, after that win. They're trending the right direction. And yeah. again, they really should have won six in a row if it wasn't for the, the Hale Murray. Still gave it up. They did. They yeah. did. Yeah, but it was and that was the, close that was game. the last highlight for Arizona this season. <laughs> it's been all downhill for them. It's been, yeah, they've gone yeah. the other way. Uh, the Steelers, of course, second uh, in, in DVOA at 26.4. Buffalo comes in at 12.7. Okay. Um, the Steelers' offense is now 17th. They're a zero. They're a they're even-steven. Even-steven, a league average offense. And I bet people are shocked by that. Like, boy, this offense stinks, so you got all these problems. It's been pretty darn good most of the year, and yeah. they, they put up a lot of numbers. The passing game's been really good. It's been a down two weeks, but that's not enough to drop you that far, and it shouldn't. No. Uh, Buffalo is seventh in DVO offensive mm, okay. DVOA. That doesn't surprise right me. Uh, they're, they're plus 11. Yeah. Um, defensive DVOA, however. I bet this is really a dramatic. They're 16th. They're a one, positive 1. 1.8, which. You want to be negative. You want to be, yeah, zero is league average. Mm-hmm. So they're slightly below average defensively. The Steelers are. I thought they'd be like 25th. I thought they'd be lower than that as well. Yeah, yeah. right. Steelers are number one. Again, I think right. some of that, though, you played the Jets twice. Ah, that's you true. played the that's Jets, you right. Jets twice and the Patriots once. Right. It's and the Dolphins, helpful. who. Yeah, especially know. early on. Yeah. No, that's helpful. So, um, you know, I, I don't know that that number's particularly indicative. They've allowed production. Yeah. Uh, special teams. Buffalo comes in at number five at 3.5. The Steelers mm. are 12th. Uh, at 1.5. So not a lot of difference lot there. Of yeah, so that. they're pretty close. So you have a team that is really good on uh, above average on offense in Buffalo. Yes, without question. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, against the number one defense. Mm-hmm. You have a team that is average on offense against a below average defense. Agreed. I would classify them all the same. And Buffalo's slightly better on special, so special teams. teams. Slightly. It's a slightly. The special teams ranks, when I write up a game or preview a game, I just look for a dramatic difference. I mean, yeah. honestly, 7 versus 15, eh, 28. You know, yeah. Right. I mean, you want, if it's 5 versus 28, or if it's. You know, the Chargers special teams or the right. Titans special teams, right. then, then you take notice. This is a real problem area. Keep an eye out for that. But I, de- I definitely think it's noteworthy that they're a top five unit on that side of the ball. I mean, they're a well-coached team. Uh, Buffalo's pass schedule is 26th in the league. Of who the, they face. Who they face. The Steelers are 31st. Okay. Uh, the team that has played the easiest schedule in the league? I bet it's KC. The Miami Dolphins. Ah, okay. That makes a little bit of sense. KC's schedule is actually 30th. Yeah, it makes sense, too. Yeah, right? the, this this is the thing. When people start talking about, well, they, they're not as good as they're, you know, they, they, who have they beaten, all that stuff. If you look up and down the line, a lot of these good teams, a lot of teams that have racked up a lot of wins, haven't. Well, they don't play they don't play. They don't play themselves. Oh, right, exactly. You know, so yeah, that takes that of off it, the right. schedule. They, they dominate their division. Like good teams do, <laughs> you know what I mean. Right. I mean, it's just kind of the so way. So, if it works. you're looking here at the teams that have played the toughest schedules this year, it's Denver, Chicago, Tampa Bay. Okay, Tampa Bay's yeah, they've had some tough. They, they've you know they're they're Saints a twice, good team, yeah. but they're they've played a hard schedule. And they've lost to the good ones, and they've lost to yeah, yeah. other than beating Green Bay. Right, and the Bears beat them when the Bears yeah. were not so horrible. Uh, but it's you know San Francisco, Carolina, Houston, Atlanta, Detroit. There's a common theme here. Mm-hmm. These are all the bad teams. They don't play themselves. They don't play themselves. Yeah. Right, and they are good enough that they don't have last place schedules. You know, they're not the right. Bengals and Jags and those things. Um, the teams that have played the easiest schedule this year: Miami, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Indianapolis, Washington, uh, Cleveland, Buffalo, Cincinnati. Um, Miami really adds up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know that – I think they're second on defense and points allowed. A couple of big categories behind the Steelers. They're starting to creep in the conversation. 
Uh, a lot of turnovers, really good on special teams. But they've played garbage. But they've really played some yeah. bad teams. And uh, I have all the respect in the world for them. I think Coach Flores should be in the Coach of the Year conversation. I thought they were a six or seven win team, and they're going to go to the playoffs. But I'm going to bet against them in the first round of the playoffs. Oh, no <laughs> doubt. No doubt at all about yeah. that, yeah. Um, so that that's that, uh, you know. So I think, yeah. I think they're a good team. You're talking about Miami or Buffalo? I'm talking or? about Buffalo. I think they're a good football team. I think they can beat the they can beat the Steelers on yes. on Sunday. If um, both are, if both those teams play their best game, they can beat the Steelers. It's not like they need the Steelers to right. kill themselves. You know, like Washington needs the Steelers to kill themselves. You know right. what I mean? Um, now the Steelers need to play better than what they've done the last without two weeks. Uh, but if they come out and play their A game, they're probably they probably win. Probably because their A game on defense is better than anyone is, is better. Right? Yeah, yeah. But they're missing some dudes on that side of the They're ball. missing some guys. Right? That's the, that's that's the thing. A, so let's go over, as we do every week, ah, that's a good time to do Buffalo's that. depth chart. Okay. Who do we like better? Okay, so an offense at the wide receiver position, it's Gabriel Davis, Cole Beasley, Stephon Diggs. Diggs is the best player on the game. Yeah. And if Brown was there, I think I would take Buffalo. I really like John Brown. Yeah. But, but he's with not. what we got, I'm going to go with the Steelers. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's, I'll take Washington over Davis. Yeah, the depth guys are Jake Kumaro and Isaiah McKenzie. They're just – McKenzie's yeah. kind of their – Gabriel uh, Davis is just a guy. McKenzie's like their McLeod. Yeah. I, mean, he, I think he scored this past week and they handed it to him or shoveled it to him or yeah. something, you know. But that's a good group. Especially it's not bad, it's yeah. Healthy, it's a really good group. Yeah. Uh, at the off, on the offensive line, it's uh, Deion Dawkins at left tackle, John Feliciano at left guard. We'll see whether he's able to – get it bit together and play this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mitch Morris at center, Brian Winters at right guard, and Daryl Williams at right tackle. I think it's a conversation. I mean, again, there's not a lot of weaknesses there. They have some depth. Um, if you say Pouncey's playing, I'll take the Steelers. Pouncey's playing. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously the Steelers' run blocking is well-known, but this group isn't exactly mauling people in the run game. Right, either. yeah, they're not doing a great job there either. But that's a conversation. It's not a slam dunk in my yeah. opinion. At tight end, it's Dawson Knox, Tyler Croft, Lee Smith, Reggie Gillum. Lee Smith is a tackle. Yeah. yeah. He's a <laughs> and I like Knox. Uh, I'll still take the Steelers. The Steelers guys. could actually use a Lee Smith. They could use a Lee Smith. Yeah. I mean, he would be a much better version of Gerald Hawkins who can actually run a five-yard route yeah. and catch the ball. And Yeah, they could use a Lee Smith bad. Gerald Hawkins doesn't need to see the field anymore. Bob's right about that. And I like Knox. Um, Ebron is what he is, but he's the best player of all the tight ends in this right. game. Yeah. Um, quarterback, it's Josh Allen, Matt Barkley, Jake Fromm. I'm going to take the Bills. Yeah. With all respect to Ben, he's really good. But Allen's playing well this Allen's year. Allen's been better this year. Yeah. And it's not just because of those around him. I mean, he's carrying the carrying the water. Uh, running back, and this is with uh, James Connors now back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, TJ Yeldon, Taiwan Jones. Singletary is really interesting to me, and I'm not a huge fan. I didn't like him coming out of school because he's not big, he's not strong, he's not fast. But he has remarkable vision and balance. He doesn't really even catch it's tough the ball to get on the ground. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he does some good things without great traits that are obvious. And I think you and I both liked Moss a lot. He fumbled and was in the doghouse. Yeah. and he's missed some time. He's, I, I would trade their room for Steelers' room. I, I would agree. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, so overall, he probably lean a little towards that Bills offense. I guess. I mean, especially because things like receiver and O line were close. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, the, the ones that the Steelers won. And even tight ends on a slam dunk. Uh, defensively, 
On the defensive line, at left end, it's Jerry Hughes. The two defensive tackles are Ed Oliver and Quentin Jefferson, who's on the injury list this week. Uh, Mario Addison is the other uh, defensive end uh, coming off the bench. You got Harrison Phillips and Vernon Butler on the inside. Yeah. Uh, the rookie, AJ Epineza, and, and mm-hmm. uh, Trent Murphy coming off the bench on the outside. They use eight. You know, it's a, yeah. it's a, it's. It's two hockey lines, basically. And I'll still take will... the I'll still take the Steelers front, even without Bud. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the Steelers are the three best players. Yes, without yeah. question. If you were ranking the the mm-hmm. defensive linemen in this game, the Steelers would have one, two, three, and then Alou and Alou Alou would be in the mix six, somewhere. Something, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Um, I'm interested to watch Oliver more. I mean, he's a really explosive, undersized. Um, Want to be Aaron Donald? Yeah, he's Aaron Donald Aaron Light. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's got ability. Um, linebacker, Mario Addison, Tremaine Edmonds, and uh, Matt Milano. They're guys. Yeah. By far. And, and Edmonds hasn't come around like I thought. I thought he might be the best linebacker in the league by now. But him and Milano are a really good pair. Yeah. The Steelers would like one of those guys right now in a big way. Here's where it gets interesting. Because if we were picking guys from this cornerbacks, Tredavious White would be number one. He's your first-round pick. But then the Steelers like the, would have like the next five guys. <laughs> yeah, I, was saying, they're, they're, I think their first round pick next year will be a corner. Yeah, you know, like I, I, people don't throw at White because they're slot guys. They don't have great. to. They're yeah, right. Uh, the slot guys: Teron Johnson, mm-hmm. uh, Tre'Davious White, and Josh Norman, who is Norman's not just he stinks. Yeah. yeah, he's he's done. I think I'll take the Steelers. Yeah, I, t- I would take the Steelers there. I'm even say Hayden's I'm even without Hayden. I, I would take the Steelers because Nelson is going to play. Nelson's going to play. Hilton gives you some yeah. stuff there, you know, and, and you still have Sutton. And if Lane's your third or four, or your fourth or fifth, yeah, I mean Lane might be their starter. He Lane would be starting for them right yeah. now. Yeah, I mean, and everyone killed to have White, but especially at that position, I think I'd rather have three B's than one A, and because we just don't throw at them. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean, it goes back. I think you sent it to me today. The the, the defense uh, secondaries rankings. Yeah, I didn't. And they had we didn't get it, we haven't done it. Maybe we'll do that in the next segment. Yeah, Matt but uh, does them they had the uh, the Steelers with the number one secondary number one second in the league. Yeah, yeah. in the league uh, because you look at the overall talent. Sure. Now before the season started, we might have said uh, the safety position: Jordan Poir- Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde mm-hmm. are maybe one of the best safety duos yeah. in the league. I'll take what the Steelers have right now. I'm that. torn on that one. There's another one that Minka's one, Edmonds is four. But Edmonds is better than we I think was Edmonds, in that Edmonds has closed the conversation. Like when, when, if we had had this conversation before the season started, you go, okay, Mink is an A. Um, you know, maybe Boyer and B's Boyer and Hyde are both right. B's, and, and Edmonds is a C. Mm-hmm. Well, now Edmonds is a B minus, and those two haven't had as good a year. As and they, they yeah, they've lately. not been as good. They're, yeah, they're, now they're, maybe they're B minuses. They're really integral in this defense because they do a great job of disguising coverages, and these two are very interchangeable. They both have a corner background. They're a really good pair, but it hasn't been their best year. Yeah. And Edmonds has gotten better. People have thrown all over these yeah, guys. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. And these guys haven't you know, been the answer so much. But they're really good. They're, I'm excited to watch them. But Taminka carries a lot of water in this conversation. Yeah. yeah. Especially, I mean, Allen's going to throw the ball deep. Yes. He will yes, throw yes, the yes. ball deep. And he, he will, you know, this could be a game where Minka gets some, could. Gets some shots. Yeah. Allen's played really well, but he still puts the ball in harm's way and is an aggressive passer. And yeah. Minka could get his hands on the ball. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, so. Um, pretty even, though. I it's, mean, it's, it's, it's yeah. pretty comparable rosters. Yeah. It's not uh, it's not a slam dunk. Um, but that's what you would expect when you, you know, this is what you're going to see in the playoffs. These are the playoff teams. Yeah. Right, right. 
that's what you're going to see. So uh, it be interesting. We'll take a look at those uh, the, the secondary rankings. Okay. Uh, we'll, do, we'll do that when we come back. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And Matt, uh, you sent me, uh, this is an article by uh, Matt Bowen. Yeah, on ESPN.com. Uh, on ESPN.com. Uh, and he went over the top secondaries and, and looked at secondaries, uh, individual players, uh, the best teams, yeah, all yeah. that stuff. Up ranking and comers, and yeah, yeah, ranking right. the secondaries around the league. And he had the Steelers secondary ranked first in the league yeah. this year. It's hard to argue it. Pretty they, good. They get There's their hands on the football. And, right. um, they're not allowing a lot of passing yards, even though they did mm-hmm. uh, this past week. Uh, number one in, in 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 QBR, which is what ESPN measures yes. the quarterbacks. That's their passer rating uh, thing. Of but they're number they one benefit in passer from rating. a pass rush, and you, it's hard to separate those things. But we just talked about the, the two safeties are a high quality group with star power. And they have five corners they can play. You know, right? And not everybody does. Not everybody does. Not yeah. at all. Uh, honorable mention for him in that uh, respect was the Rams secondary. I think Ramsey's the best defensive back in the league. And that's what he says. That that was, he I, has, I didn't get a chance to read this. Most day. complete cornerback is Jalen Ramsey, uh, according to uh, I agree. Matt Bowen. Um, hard to argue that. He's been really mm-hmm. good this year. And He can uh, come down and play in the box. I mean, yeah. they, they move him all over sometimes. Or he'll just shut down a number one receiver like a DK Metcalf. I mean, he's really, really good. Number two on his list, and, and I would have him in my top five. I don't know if he's number one because I've seen, maybe it's because I've seen him twice and he's, he's gotten a little grabby. He's gotten pass mm-hmm. interference penalties in both games. But that's Marlon Humphrey. It's not a bad he call. He does a lot of good stuff. Yeah, he does. And, and you, you can move him into the slot. That's and, valuable. A lot of those guys don't. But both times they've played the Steelers, he's gotten big pass interference penalties. Mm-hmm. That you know, I'm, I'm... that whole secondary can be a little grabby. They're, yeah. They certainly lean towards being. I don't know who I would have ahead of him. That's what I'm sitting here thinking. Is I haven't given this much thought, and I don't know. It's a golden age of cornerbacks because it's yeah. a really tough it's, job. It's nowadays. really difficult to play the position, right? Besides and I Ramsey, like Humphrey a lot, right? Um, I mean, even like the Lattimore's have been a little bit down, and some of these, you know, Tredavious White's been really good. I thought he was number two last year. But didn't have a ridiculous. Yeah, Stephon Gilmore, Gilmore hasn't. Yeah, hasn't been Stephon Gilmore this shut year. Down. Yeah, the shutdown corners don't really exist. They don't. It doesn't. No, no it just doesn't. That's too hard. Um, best monster back. This is <laughs> okay. uh, never heard of this monster back before. But he's saying Jamal Adams. Um, best linebacker playing safety. Yeah, that, he's basically. not a safety. He's not. not a, he's not a secondary player. He's just. No. He's a linebacker. He's. <laughs> he's a blitzer. He's a run player. He's a enforcer. Brings a lot of energy. He's Terrell Edmonds, only better. Yeah, he's better. He's right. better. Yeah, but that's what, the, that's, even that's what Terrell Edmonds is. Than yeah. Throw at Edmonds. Well, yeah, absolutely. Right, Edmonds right, is better right, than yeah. better in coverage. Um, his number two, the honorable mention, is Jeremy Chin from the Panthers. He's been really good. Yeah, I mean, it, but the, 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 everybody has one of those guys now. Oh, yeah, yeah. The big, the safety you know, linebacker, six foot two, linebacker, 215 pounds. Right. And, Isaiah you know, Simmons and yeah, a lot of these type of dudes. Right, and it's a valuable guy. I mean, yeah. A lot of those guys will play man coverage on tight ends or running backs. They blitz a lot. You'd... Paul Amalu was ahead of his time that way. Carnell Lake was ahead of his yeah, time. Yeah, wow, that... you're really ahead yeah. of his time, right? Those guys are – boy, people would love to have Lake right now. Yeah. 
Uh, he's a defensive back. He would love to coach. Hmm. That would be Buddha Baker. High school coach, by the way. Yeah. Bowen is. That would be Buddha Baker. Yeah. He's a play, leaves it all out there. Yeah. yeah. Really loved him coming out. He's just undersized. Small. Yeah, yeah. He's the highest paid safety in the league all of a sudden. Yeah. Anyway, he's doing he's good very, things. very much like Mike Hilton. Yeah. You could do a lot of different, yes. like a lot of different things with him. Absolutely. And brings that same mentality. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, his honorable mention there is uh, C.J. Gardner Johnson of the Saints. Except he's like the dirtiest player in the league, and nobody seems to like him. And yeah, even his own his teammates. teammates yeah, stuff. right. Other than that, he's he plays great. hard. Yeah, maybe too hard sometimes. Maybe, yeah, Bowen's a tough guy, old school type of. Yeah, this guy might have been in the conversation for uh, maybe second best cornerback, uh, defensive back. I'd like to see in a different scheme. Hmm. Jair Alexander. No, I think he has emerged as that number two now. Yeah. yeah. He's been really good this year. He's been really good, and it seems like his best football's ahead of him, and he's getting there quick, too. Yeah. He's been very, very good for them. Um, yeah, he's really good. Yeah. Um, his honorable mention there is Denzel Ward. Yeah, okay. I'm not sure why you want him in a different scheme. I'd have to study that more, but uh, he's a good young player, that's for sure. Yeah, and, well, whatever they're doing scheme-wise doesn't necessarily work all the time for him. No, so. <laughs> they don't. But, no, he's, been, he's lived he's up good. to the draft. No, he's a good yeah. player, yeah. yeah. Biggest hitter, Jonathan Abram. Yeah, almost to a fault. To a, yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, he'll swing and miss. He'll swing and hurt himself. Yeah, he gets a lot of penalties. Yeah. Like the game's changed so much. I mean, he's a Raider, but I mean, he's Jack Tatum doesn't fly anymore. You, you right. know what I mean? Yeah, he can't play that way. He can't. Uh, his number two uh, honorable mention on that one is uh, Rayshon Jenkins of the Chargers. Mm, okay, eh, not a not a household name, right? Best coverage technique. Mm. Tredavious White. Yeah, he is a technician. Yeah. Really well schooled. Because he doesn't run well. No, he's not a burner. He's not yeah. the biggest. Too, right. He's a smart player. Yeah. Uh, honorable mention, uh, Stephon Gilmore. Yeah. He's so long, too. Yeah, yeah he, he gives you just problems across mm-hmm. the board. He does. Um, best cornerback, ball hawk, Xavier Howard. It's not a bad one. I'd actually think about Marcus Peters, too, for better or worse, but he attacks the ball in the air. Um, his honorable mentions there are uh, Darius Williams of the Rams, who's been yeah. he gets peppered with a lot of targets. So you better right. you better catch the ball. Yeah. Um, and J.C. Jackson of the Patriots, same thing. Yeah, another one. Yeah. But, but ball skills are important, and not all corners have. Yeah, them. I mean that's kind of like the the whole uh, you know when the Steelers had Willie Williams, and he led the I think he was like he had like seven or eight interceptions okay. in one year. When you're playing opposite Rob Woodson. 26 on the other yeah. side. <laughs> you're gonna yeah. get you're gonna get peppered with targets, and if you catch some of them, you're gonna look pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it really helps. Yeah, right. Uh, and that's all part of the game too. Like, you, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and there's some really good corners. I mean, Ike Taylor comes to mind that don't have the ball skills. You know, they, right? They just don't, don't haul them in. Uh, best safety ball hawk, mm, Minka maybe. Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah, yeah, he was he was uh, the the guy. Um, you know, if you look at it, uh, since they got him in week three of last year, he has nine interceptions. That's an awful lot. Yeah, um, and he's still not. I think he's still learning as a deep free safety. Like that's yeah. You know, He's, he's, he might the best days might still be, ahead but he's of always him. around the ball. He is. He t- breaks you know, on it so well. Yeah, reads the field. Plays the plays it well in the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of he has an innate ability to read. It's almost like a rebounder. Yes, like, like Dennis Rodman, like Barkley. I mean, not the like biggest this. guy, mm-hmm. but they just they, they read where the ball. Okay, I see the ball. The I see the trajectory. Be. Yeah, and I'm going to read it, and here's where it's going to be at. And lo and behold, that's where it comes down at. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like great hockey analysis always used to say about Gretzky that. He he goes where the puck's going to be, where a lot of people are chasing it. You know, yeah. like that type of idea. That yeah. kind of instead of watching the, the ball in the air, you know where you immediately know where it's going to be at. I bet like outfielders are like that. Yeah, you know, some of them just 
go to where it's going to be because it's easy for him. Yeah. Number two is uh, Justin Simmons. Hmm. Okay. He's been a really good safety for them. Yeah. Um, best rookie cornerback. Jalen Johnson of the Bears. Oh, he's had a good year. Yeah. Uh, C.J. Henderson started strong, then kind of Tailed fell off. off. Yeah. Akuda hasn't been great. I really liked Akuda coming out of school. Yeah. Uh, his honorable mention, um, Legereus Sneed of the Chiefs. Mm, I haven't watched much of him. He's but not. I, I've watched him, and I'm like, eh, he's okay, but their yeah. secondary stinks. Their secondary's not good. It's awful. It's been a bad rookie defensive class. It really has. It really yeah. has. Um, best rookie safety. Chin, if you're going to call him a safety, I guess. He says Julian Blackman. Oh, he's been good, too. Yeah. He really has. Like him coming out of Utah. Too. Utah Winfield has been good. He's mm-hmm. the honorable mention in okay. that. Um, I guess Chin's a monster backer or whatever. He's a monster back, yeah. <laughs> he's he's down in the down in the uh in the in the, the trenches. Yeah. Uh but Blackman's been pretty been good. Really and, good you them, know, they yeah. play a lot of cover too. Uh, mm-hmm. so he has to be, you know, mm-hmm. has to be that guy. Oh yeah. Um, Smart. Yeah, he, he's somebody we'll see in a couple weeks. Yeah. He's, he's had a really good year for them. Best range for defensive backs. Okay. Jesse Bates. Yeah. yeah. He's been good this year. He Last year not so much, too. yeah. All right, he keeps getting better. Um, Certainly a bright spot on a bad team. Yeah, he he reads the ball well. Uh, honorable mention in that one is Darnell Savage. He covers a lot of ground. He covers a lot of ground. And he, he could have been a stealer if they didn't yeah. trade up for Bush. Uh, that right. was He was, I think, going to be a stealer if they didn't <laughs> trade up for Bush. A little smaller, but he's all over the place. He's a missile. Yeah. Yeah, he could, have been in, he could have been there in the uh, biggest hitters, too. Yeah, I mean, especially pound for pound. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he brings it. Uh, most versatile defensive back, Tyran Mathow. Nah, that's a good one, too. Yeah. Buda plays Baker's plays a slot. Buda Baker's yep. a say They're the, almost the same guy. You can call him a corner or a safety. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, his honorable mention is Jordan Poyer. Yeah. They ask a lot of those guys. Yeah. I mean, again, they have corner backgrounds and right. Yeah. Um, best split field safety. Okay. John Johnson of the Rams. Huh. I was going to say the baby the Vikings guys. Uh, well, Harrison Smith is, is the honorable mention. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, Johnson's been good too. The Rams have some guys on defense that people don't know about. Yeah, they're, well, they better because they're up. They're paying the stars. They, yeah, have, they, they got two studs. <laughs> Best slot cornerback is it Hilton? Marlon Humphrey. Oh, I. It's kind of cheating. Don't think of him as a slot corner. Yeah, it's kind of cheating because he plays outside when they're in their. You know, I I, I look at I, I would have defined that as somebody that isn't on the field that doesn't. Yeah, he just comes on in the nickel right, and right, dime right. situations. Yeah. Yeah. More from the Colts is good as well. He's the, the slot, yeah he's the you know, right. he is the, uh, the the honorable mention mm-hmm. there. Oh okay. So, uh, ble- best slot safety. Yeah. No, you're really stretching I mean, I here. Uh, but now he's got Gardner Johnson. Okay, he does a lot for them too. Yeah, plays all over the place. Yeah, and, okay. uh, the honorable mention Buda Baker. Maybe similar. Yeah. Best safety run defender. There was, slot safety was not a thing five years ago. No. <laughs> I, I remember when the Steelers moved Sean Davis into the slot when his rookie year, it's like, oh, you're taking us. Now, he had cornerback background mm-hmm. in college, but you're taking a, a guy you drafted as a safety and playing him in the slot. Then. Right. And I get it because you see so many tight ends well, in the slot now. And, yeah. yeah, right, right. So you better be able to do that. Aren't tight ends. The problem is, is if you're too big of a guy, you can't run with the little fellas. <laughs> yeah. I mean, slots come in all shapes and sizes. Now. Yeah. I mean, you see Tyreek Hill in the slot. Well, that's why you see, I mean, the Steelers over the years have mixed Sutton and, and mm-hmm. Hilton in there as well. That's smart. Uh, best run safety, uh, best safety run defender. Just take Adams. Justin Simmons is the guy. Yeah. He's he's really a good player, too. I mean, he was a franchise tag guy. Yeah. That says a lot. Uh, Micah Hyde is the honorable mention. Okay. I mean, we're going to see him, too. Yeah. Very dependable. Uh, best cornerback run defender. I wouldn't even know. 
This would have been something that the Steelers would have liked five years ago. <laughs> yeah. Not so much now, but uh, I think Joe Hayden could have been – he's pretty good. Hilton's pretty good, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Trey Flowers gets the uh, nod there. Yeah, okay. Uh, Carlton Davis is Carlton the – Davis is a good player, too. He's a good player, yeah. Best zone technique cornerback. Wow, he's getting really – He's really – yeah, yeah, really getting down the list here. Xavier Rhodes. Yeah, he's redeemed he's himself. Kind of, yeah, and doesn't move like he used to, but uses length and his technique. And yeah, it's kind of re- and... reinvented himself like Richard Sherman did a couple of years yeah, ago. Exactly. Where, yeah, exactly. Good point. You just, know. You're playing a lot of zone. Yeah, you know, you, you're smart enough to him, right? yeah realize what you have to do. James Bradbury, the uh, honorable mm-hmm. mention. Bradbury's had a really good year. Yeah, uh, best playmaking traits, Marcus Peters. He is a playmaker. Yes. Yeah, good, bad. On both, yeah, both right, sides right, of it. Right. Yeah, he'll yeah, give yeah. them up and he'll make them. Yeah, for these uh, categories, I mean, yeah. he fits that category. Uh, the honorable mention, Janoris Jenkins. Yeah, he's taking yeah. a lot of risks in his career, too. Yeah. Best transition speed, Jason Verrett. Yeah, coming back from injuries. He's got really loose hips. Yeah. Turn and go. Uh, yeah, right. you, you can see why he was a number one draft pick. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He just had, wouldn't be able to stay healthy. Denzel Ward, number uh Yeah, that makes sense. Is the honorable right. mention there. ish I think, too. Right. Yeah. Ascending talent, Trayvon Mullen of the yeah, Raiders. Okay. He's a high pick on him. He's starting to come around. Uh, the honorable mention there is Nick Needham of the Dolphins. Yeah, he doesn't even play a ton, but yeah, I mean, he's more of a safety. But under radar defensive back to know, Holy he's he's God. already had some of these yeah, guys on this some list. Under radar dudes already. Uh, Amani Hooker of the Titans. Okay, yeah, he's mid round pick that's coming along well. Yeah, Bowen's also an Iowa guy. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Iowa safety. Uh, the honorable mentions, uh, Cameron Curl of the fo- Washington football team. We just saw him last week. saw him, week. yeah. They like him a lot. Uh, DeAndre Houston Carson of the Bears. I don't know. I don't know much him. about him yeah, at all. I'll, I'll yeah. keep an eye on him, but I didn't know anything about him. Yeah, so that's uh, that's Matt Bowen's uh, secondary list. A couple of Steelers mentioned on there. A couple of Bills mentioned on there. Actually, three Bills mentioned on theirs. Yeah. Um, yeah, they have three really good guys. Yeah. And, and, the state, and their secondary hasn't been great. Steelers has. Um, I have a lot of respect for Bowen's work, though. I mean, he goes pretty deep there. He went really deep yeah. there. Yeah. And I've watched the NFL matchup show with him and Greg Cosell on it every week. Uh, he started taking that over, too. So he knows his stuff, especially defensive back stuff. Yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting again to see this uh, this matchup this week. Uh, Steelers and Bills um, Sunday night in oh, Buffalo. Blast, yeah, uh, yeah going to be a great one, playoff-type atmosphere. I guess Without the Bills question. are wearing their color rush uniforms for the game. Oh, are they? So they'll be all in red. Do you have any idea what their fans are allowed? Or they're not allowed any. Is there zero? Zero yeah, fans, New York, yeah. It's New York. Uh, but yeah, yeah, there could be some weather, though, huh? It could be, uh, yes. It, it, chilly, maybe a little bit of rain in the mm-hmm. in the, uh, in the the area. So. I would imagine it'll be wind. It just kind of always is. There. Always is, yeah. yeah. So that's, uh, that's a situation. No, that's going to be a great game. I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, after seeing a couple of, you know, sloppy type, yeah, opponents in the Steelers, I'm also looking forward to some sloppy as well. Yeah, week that, that's and... the thing I'm looking forward to. I don't care. Night games are fine. Yeah. Um, you know, they make your they're expected a little difficult. All yeah. Sure, but you know, but they're expected. You expect to play mm-hmm. a night game. You don't expect to play at three o'clock in the afternoon on on a. <laughs> Tuesdays and Wednesday, or you know, well, five time. o'clock on a Monday. Yeah, that, right, that's exactly. not what's expected. No, it's not. So, so there you have it. No, I'm psyched. Yeah, uh, he is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lolly. We want to thank uh, Jacob uh, Recht on site here for keeping us on the air. We want to thank our uh, special guest Bob Labriola, who joins us every Wednesday as well. And we want to thank you for listening to this edition of the Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.